Hello there and welcome to the Outstanding Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about the tales of the Jedi. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host John. How are you this week? I am doing great. Very excited to talk about Tales of the Jedi, which mm. we should have covered a long time ago, but wait, wait, but <laughs> yes. here we are. Here we but, are. You know now what? We... we had a lot to do, a lot to cover in this time when it came out. So it did slip under, but you know, we love some Star Wars content. So of course we're going to cover it. Give us that synopsis. Give us that plot description. Yes. <laughs> synopsis. You probably heard me bang the table because synopsis. I didn't hear you bang the table. You're okay. Wait, 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 wait. Here. There it is. There it is. Right. <clears throat> Tales of the Jedi. A collection of shorts featuring parables built around Jedi from the prequel era. The lives of two distinctly different Jedi, Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku. Each will be put to the test as they make choices that will define their destinies. Ooh. Ooh. Very and, good. Uh, it's created by Dave Filoni. It is created by Dave yes. Filoni. So that's the guy yes. behind uh, half of Star Wars at this point. Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, Resistance, a big chunk of Mandalorian, the upcoming Ahsoka show. We got a lot of stuff from Dave. So yeah, Tales of the Jedi. Now I'm very interested because as somebody who hasn't seen the Clone Wars, I'm interested uh, yes. to think, what did you think of this? Well, I'm asking you this, Tom. Well, I know that you seen the Clone Wars. You've seen every second of it. You know every <laughs> lore. You know every droid or oh, anything it. like Chopper or yeah. R2-D2 or all yeah. that jazz. Or I, I, yeah. I don't know. The most the most obscure droids, Chopper and R2-D2. <laughs> yes. But you know every character that yeah, comes yeah, yeah, to sure. your mind. But for me, when I'm watching this, I was fine. I was just watching the show. Wait, and it was are, you very... are, you, are you telling me you didn't see the cameo of I'm a gun die? I'm a gun die? <laughs> It's a character from that's the Clone not Wars. A char- that's not a yeah, You gotta be is. trolling me. Yeah, you gotta no, be trolling me. Yeah, it's this whole thing is gonna die. I'm a gun die. <laughs> no, you gotta be kidding <laughs> no, me, right? No, he's true. It's true. It's not. You, you, you gotta be Google trolling it. me, right? No, 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 no. Google um, it. Gun. I was about to say something really good about this. I was like, building up. <laughs> I was like, tell the Jedi. Oh my God, powerful <laughs> moments between Count Dooku. Like, he's leading into uh, being like manipulated by... Palpatine and then Ahsoka, <laughs> that was really powerful. But then you go, um, I, I'm bringing a I'm a Gunda. <laughs> I'm a Gunda. What? Did, what do you mean? Wait. I'm bringing I'm a Gunda. He Carry deserves. On. He deserves all the content. <laughs> was it in the credits? The name. I used to have his trading card. I don't know if he's ever been. He's on a trading card. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever been like named on screen. But wait, wait. I'll send you his okay, name. Okay. Okay. Of course, of course, it's spelled like that. I'm a Gunda. <sighs> Jedi Master Ima Gundai was a Nikto who participated in the Clone Wars with the rank of General. He served with honor on Ryloth, giving his own life to help Cham Syndulla and the Twilight Resistance stand against the Separatist occupation. He wielded his blue lightsaber until the very end. Oh, it's enough to make a grown man cry. Look at him. Ima He's Gundai. beautiful. Oh, him! Yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. That was... Yeah, I saw him in which episode? Supply Lines. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, yeah. I remember So, on the, yeah, yeah, so anyway, anyone who's watched the chronological order of the Clone Wars will know that Amagundai is very early. He's like the fourth episode of the Clone Wars. Yes, um, I saw not, him. Yeah. I was like, why do I know? <laughs> I did not know his name. I'm a Gundai. So he shows up in episode five of Tales of the Jedi. And I was immediately like, oh, this is very early in the war if yeah, he's very still alive. Early. Because, very, you know, he died. Early. You know yeah. what? At this point, I'm tempted to put I'm a Gundai as the thumbnail for this episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm a Gundai. Okay. Enough talk. <laughs> Enough I'm a Gundai talk. 
please tell me your thoughts on Tales of the Jedi. Can't believe you just segue from Amagundae into that because you <laughs> let me like you didn't. You started I bringing you up ca- me. You started talking about cameos. Do you ever hear of Glup Shitto? Yes, yes, I yes. heard it. I heard Glup about Shitto. it. My That's friends all I have kept to talking say. about it. Right, Tales of Jedi. I thought it was a very powerful anthology. Well, not anthology, but like a prequel, prequel. Prequel Inception show. It was giving us like the emotional pinpoints of the show and also like where it was leading to characters. Like, why did these characters come into play in the Clone Wars? Like, how Count Dooku was very disappointed about how the Senate wasn't treating people right. And then it leads to him serving Darth Sidious. I thought, oh, that- so that's why he joined Dark Side. And it was great. To explore that character early on because we didn't really explore that in some of the films but i haven't seen the clone wars so you probably had that context somewhere but for me i'm a newbie i'm watching this all the way through and i thought that was really powerful like oh so that's why he got into the dark side it's like, interesting that you say that because dooku he doesn't have that extra stuff in the clone wars he's wait, one what? of the few he, yeah he's one of the few characters who they don't really develop him in the clone wars oh. and so these shorts were really, I mean, okay, there is a book called Dooku Jedi Lost that does explore his time and the reason why he leaves. There's actually a lot of controversy about this show and how it kind of plays with some of the canon material. I'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, I thought it was really cool to see because Ahsoka, we've had so much Ahsoka content. She's essentially the main character of the Clone Wars. She's in Rebels. She's in The Mandalorian. She's getting her own show. Like she is Dave Filoni's creation. It makes sense that we would have Ahsoka as like the character to kind of make people want to watch this show but i think dooku was the best stuff dooku's stuff really made me more interested in this whole plot and i think the contrast between these two jedi and how they both become disillusioned with the council and they both leave the council and they both have similar experiences and how they both deal with that and they come from the same lineage you know if you think about it yoda trains dooku who trains qui-gon who trains obi-wan who trains anakin who trains soka like they're all from the same kind of like line of masters and padawans. And I thought that was really, really interesting to explore. Yeah. Once you realize about, you know, like the Clone Wars and then Star Wars and its whole universe, there's everything that puts into play, you know, like mm. everything that has continuity. Because if you look at any other show, is like one continuous journey, like you're watching it in chronological order. But here, they fill in the gaps, like they're giving you puzzle pieces and you're putting the pieces all together and then you understand the story, which is really intriguing. Like you're pulling the audience in, like, where are you in that time zone? Like, we're watching Andor, which is excellent, by the way. <laughs> you talk about it so yes yeah yes yeah no uh, absolutely i think a lot of star wars adds texture what well, yes. basically ever since the original trilogy i would say a good 70 percent of stories especially the stories that we've seen in the films and in tv shows you know the prequels the clone wars rogue one and or a lot of this stuff is adding texture and adding more layers to the stories. And this is exactly the same. This makes you rewatch stuff very differently. We get scenes in this where you see Padme's funeral and we get the added details that Ahsoka was at the funeral and Bail Organa and Mon Mothman were also at the funeral. And that adds weight because Ahsoka and Padme were friends in the Clone Wars. That adds more of that dramatic tension that we will now get when we rewatch Revenge of the Sith, similar to how the Clone Wars adds so much of that. And I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. I love that Star Wars does that. It fills in gaps and it makes the story so much richer. We get to see Dooku react to Qui-Gon's death and stuff like that, and that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, adding to that, it just gives you emotional weight, like 
when rewatching that, as you said, and I think that's a great way. Of like, oh, there's so many emotional pinpoints in the story, and then you want to go back. And then Ahsoka's story was really sad. It was like, well, I know what happens, kind of later on with Order 66 and I really liked the episode where she was training to block the stun guns from Rex's team and it was building up to the point where it was Order 66 and Rex says I hope that training put into order I don't know what he said but it's something like that and also I want to talk about what was the dogs in the first episode oh yeah I, I don't know what they're called they're a new creature but they're kind of like some sort of mix between like a dog a panda and like a, a loath cat very cute very very I, cute I want one because it was so <laughs> damn cute I was like that is the best character in the show dogs uh, <laughs> MVP but, of the show yeah. The dogs. Yeah. And we did get an actual dog in episode two as well, which is one of the only times that dogs have been mentioned in the Star Wars universe. They were also mentioned in a book called Phasma, which kind of talks about them being long gone. There are some really nice little uh, details. As I kind of touched upon before, this does play fast and loose with the books. As I said, there was a book called Dooku Jedi Lost, which tells the story of Dooku leaving the Jedi Order. And it does fit... Thankfully, the Dooku episodes fits into that chronology. For example, Dooku leaves the Order, but keeps his lightsaber and still visits the temple. So that's why he's there. So in the episode where he's mourning Qui-Gon, he's already left. He's already left the Order, but he's coming back to obviously erase the Kamino file and he's still treated as a master, even though he's left. So he, he leaves on good terms with the Jedi. So that's that's a very interesting thing to kind of watch it from that perspective. Yeah. But the Ahsoka book, that tells the story of the final episode of the show. It tells the story of Ahsoka encountering the Inquisitor living life on a farm and trying to keep her head down and kind of meeting Bail Organa. The problem is that this kind of really waters down that story, does it very simply. And it has to be said, it does erase some queer representation from the book which really sucks because Star Wars, as much as I love it, especially on screen, its queer representation is very lackluster. Great that Andor gave us some queer representation, but still it was really disappointing to see that and kind of water that stuff down. And we had a similar thing with them changing canon in The Bad Batch. And let's just hope that they take on these criticisms and consider all the stories instead of just doing what they want and kind of ignoring everything. I've got nothing to say that because I haven't read the books or anything to read. But um, that's fine. They're good reads. Oh, I'll add that to my reading list. Yeah, she fought the Inquisitor, which I thought just a quick battle. Yes, the Inquisitor showed up, played by Clancy Brown of all people. Clancy Brown? No. Yeah. So he he shows up. He's obviously been in Star Wars quite a few times. He played Savage Press and Ryder Azadi and that guy in the Mandalorian whose name escapes me. And he shows up and she just defeats him immediately. And, and then you know he who that Grand Inquisitor is then? That's just a regular Inquisitor. I don't oh. know. Oh, I, thought... I don't know who. In the book, it's the sixth brother, but there's no indication uh, yes. whether sixth, this... Sixth, sixth uh, third, whatever, sister, I don't know, <laughs> but that is... Yeah, no, we don't know who it is, not really... Um, um, but see. what's interesting is that it kind of deflates, you know, like when she's defeated it, it just kind of deflates like a balloon. Like, like I, what? I mean, it, it kind of deflated like in episode four, you know, when Obi-Wan just gets hit by yes. Darth Vader's 
Sure, but the Sith can't do that. So, you know, as a dark side user, Inquisitors shouldn't be able to do that because if one dies as a dark side user, they cannot return from death. That's one of the big things. That's why Palpatine is so hell-bent on living forever, whereas Jedi can because they're more one with the Force and, you know, they haven't had their connection severed. So I don't know why the Inquisitor just crumpled to the floor, but okay, sure. Okay, sure. Um why not? And also, I want to ask as well, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions because you know everything about it. But Camino, why do yeah. I remember Camino? Oh, well, Camino is the clone home planet. So yes, you right. see it, yes, you see it in Attack of the Clones, and yes. then we see it across the Clone Wars. And then obviously, we've talked about this in the pod before. At the end of the yes. Bad Batch season one, and obviously Bad Batch season two is airing currently, and we will be doing an episode on that when that's over. But in Bad Batch season one, Camino is destroyed and it sinks. So that's why you know Camino. So when Dooku erases Camino, that's why in episode two, when Obi-Wan's trying to find it, it doesn't show up on the records. Right, because it's hiding the plans of Darth Sidious, you know. Yes, exactly. Wow, there's a really interesting thing that this one character, Palpatine or Sidious, whatever Mm. you call him, he is the one character that wounds everything. Well, he wins, basically, you know, when Order 66 came in. And he basically just manipulated people. And then he was just switching sides. He was like a senator and then a Sith Lord. And he was just like basically trying to build up everything to make it worse and then trying to gain control. And you can see that when he talks to Count Dooku and he's just like manipulating him. And then I thought that was a great yes. way showing that it was the Jedi, the Jedi Fallen Order. I, I said the title of the game. Yeah, great game. Whoa, and, yeah, whoa, it's a great it, game. And it's Jedi Survivors out soon, which is very Ooh. exciting. Ooh. But yeah, I think far and away, my favorite episode was episode four with Dooku and Yaddle. And uh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Just... <laughs> The whole scene where Dooku says to Palpatine, you've gone too far. And Palpatine, you can see that everyone is just a tool to Palpatine. He doesn't care about anyone. It's all about his own means. He talks about his apprentice. Bearing in mind, he has had Maul since Maul was a child. And he talks about Maul's death and it's just like, eh, we both lost apprentices. Get over it. And I thought that was just such a good scene. And seeing them hatching their schemes and the way that Palpatine's playing Dooku. This makes Dooku a a much more tragic character. You can see in episode two and episode three how he doesn't agree with Jedi Council's methods and his form of justice is much more brutal. But he's not necessarily a bad person. You know, he just doesn't agree with their way of doing things. He's trying to be a good Jedi, but obviously eventually he falls. And I thought that was really, really compelling to explore. And also... By the way, Jedi Survivor comes out <laughs> in March 23. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, it is. you don't really think as Count Dooku as a character as much because you've seen him in the prequel. You only see him like get killed by Anakin. Oh, and he gets betrayed. He gets betrayed, actually. It's a great way of seeing him like he's ruthless. Like Darth Sidious is ruthless about his apprentice. He doesn't want people weaker than him. You know, like what well, he said, that Maul doesn't want him anymore. He just ruins relationships, that guy. Yeah. They're all just a means to an end for Palpatine. And I love how, obviously, so what we've seen in episode two, well, episode two being Attack of the Clones, when Dooku speaks to Obi-Wan and he says, Qui-Gon always spoke very highly of you. I wish he was here. We agreed on quite a lot. 
it seems like he's it's a trick, but we see in Tales of the Jedi, that's not a trick. Dooku and Qui-Gon genuinely cared for each other. And there's that beautiful scene after Qui-Gon's dead where Dooku's standing by the tree in the Jedi Temple and Yaddo comes up to him and he talks about how Qui-Gon grew up on Coruscant and how he was fascinated by this tree. You can really feel that Dooku loved Qui-Gon and he will really miss him. And he feels anger at the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council and, and how they're not doing anything about any Thing. Remember in the prequels, Qui-Gon says, we've encountered a Sith and the Jedi Council are like, okay, I, I doubt it. And then at the end, they're like, oh my God, it's a Sith. And it's like, Qui-Gon died for nothing. It's so easy to forget that the Jedi Council are so important to why the Jedi Order fell. Because in that era, in the prequel era, the Jedi Council were just consumed by their own hubris and hypocrisy. And I love stories that explore that. You get that a lot in the prequels. You get it in the Clone Wars. And, you know, they, they mention it in The Last Jedi. I think that it's really great to deconstruct who are supposed to be the guardians of peace and justice. And instead, they just kind of sit around and debate stuff and never really have the right cause of action. Yeah, the prequels does show that the Jedi Council was doomed to fail at the start because they were just completely consumed by the hubris, as you said. Yeah, mm. that's a great way of looking at that. Like, they completely failed against Palpatine and they didn't understand, you know, how it's going to work all together. And then Anakin, Anakin was part of Palpatine's plan. And then that completely ruined the state of the Jedi and Order 66 as well. So it was like a great way of building that. And also it kind of hinted in episode five when Ahsoka was training, he wanted Ahsoka to be better every time blocking and he just kept doing it and kept doing it like try again, try again. It was very difficult for Ahsoka at that time. And I think that is a way of sharing Anakin really tired about the state of the Jedi at that point because he wants Ahsoka to be better and he kind of puts that anger out if you know what I mean like he wants Ahsoka to be better I don't know what I'm talking about no no I I understand he's continually frustrated with the Jedi Council yes and their methods even down to the smallest things like the way they handle training and his methods may seem quite intense with Ahsoka getting stunned all the time but that is basically exactly what happens in Order 66 breaks out they start shooting her and you know they're all in a circle around her and she's dodging everything and deflecting the blaster bolts back at the ceiling and amazing amazing scene and it's made even better now that we have that information and I love seeing the contrast between that and a Jedi who cares so deeply in Anakin and episode 3 where Dooku and Windu are going to get the body of the dead Jedi and Windu doesn't care Windu's just sitting there like oh let's just get the Jedi and leave whereas Dooku is more bothered with you know this mystery and you know what again like as the title of episode two he wants justice he cares more about that and again it's all about the jedi and their own like sense of hypocrisy and i love the the way that those themes come out yeah it was just very powerful you know seeing at the end ahsoka tries to be better at blocking the stun and then it works as you said in that episode as well yeah i mean i do wish that because these shorts are about between 10 and 15 minutes long i wish they were more around 20 minutes because there's a lot of stuff that they don't waste a moment they have to work really fast and i wish that they maybe took a little bit more time to sit down with the characters in some of these moments than speed through things so fast yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, the episodes could have been longer. Like, they could have explored a lot more. And 
emotional impact. And also, I wish they could have explored, like, more of Yaddle. Yaddle got killed quickly, you know what I mean? Like, okay, how many times have we seen Yaddle throughout the entire universe of Star Wars? She was on screen, she's literally just been in Phantom Menace. She's been in the High Republic, but this is her first on-screen thing since Phantom Menace. I don't remember her in Phantom Menace, actually. Uh, she didn't say anything, she was just in the background. She's another glup shitto. Oh my god. Oh, by the way, the, the voice acting for Yaddle was excellent. Like, yes. Bryce Dallas Howard. Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Amazing. She, she must do more voice acting, though, which is brilliant. She's been on a roll with Star Wars. She's directed some really good episodes of The Mandalorian as well. Oh, hell yeah. That was great. That, I love that. What else? Yeah, I didn't really feel that emotional when she got killed or anything mm. like that. She was like, oh no, please don't <laughs> kill me. And then yeah, Dooku's like... Yeah, it's more of a moment for Dooku than it is for Yaddle. But I did really enjoy the way that... Because normally we see the Sith handing their hand out to the Jedi and being like, join me. Whereas this time we got Yaddle to be like, hold her hands up and be like, the Jedi, they are at risk of losing their way. Join me and we can, you know, help them. And Dooku, obviously, I, I love the moment when Dooku crushes her with the door. Like, ooh, that is brutal. And I love the way that she then lifts it back up and the light comes cascading in and it blinds Sidious and he shields his eyes. But Dooku is almost entranced by it. Like, it's so, it makes you think about Dooku in such a different way. I loved it so much. Yeah, that was a great way of, of seeing that. From that perspective, like, it is his moment as well. Oh, yeah, Yaddle. Yaddle spoke like she did. She yeah. did. And that means Yoda for hundreds of years <laughs> speaking in riddles or backwards, whatever. Yeah. What <laughs> Yoda is just a little crackpot. <laughs> Yaddle's <laughs> just like talking normally and Yoda's like <laughs> in the corner. I love him. I think he's brilliant. I love that this makes Yoda seem even more like a little kooky fool when you meet him in, in Empire Strikes Back. And he's oh, just yeah. taking Luke's stuff. He's eating his food. Brilliant. I love it. I do think that, you know, if I were to criticize anything, I don't know if Ahsoka was the right choice, really. The episode where Ahsoka's, when she's a child, that didn't really do anything for me. I don't think it really adds anything to her story. The show looks beautiful. The animation is amazing, always. But That's yeah, I didn't really... There wasn't really... I mean, hey, the dogs. Dogs are, do dogs are amazing. But yeah, I feel like I would like more seasons of this. I want to see in more seasons different Jedi. I've seen some people online throw out the idea of three episodes about Leia, three episodes about Ben Solo, Rey, Finn, like sequel era characters, like Luke. There's loads of characters you can do. I'm a Gundai. Come on. Come on. Come on. Three episodes. I'm a Gundai. No, eight I'm episodes. No, 50 episodes of I'm a Gundai. Just 50. News 50. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. But Is that yeah, enough? like, I feel, I feel like we need more. I'd like to see different sides to this series. And, and you know, it could go to some really interesting places. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's not like the Minecraft villager. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah. the episodes were longer. I wish there was more time to explore. But, yeah. well, it was just an emotional story. And Ahsoka's... I mean, I'm not complaining about Ahsoka's story or anything because I didn't get to see it much in the Clone Wars. So, yes. yeah, I would give it uh, an 8 out of 10 or 7. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I'm earning 7. I think that's interesting. You haven't seen the Clone Wars, so you obviously would get more out of it than I do, especially the Ahsoka stuff. But, yeah, the Dooku stuff, brilliant. Awesome. Very cool. good. So, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. If you're watching on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week is Ant-Man. We are doing what is possibly the most underwhelming MCU trilogy. 
I guess we'll see with Quantumania. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, you can send us an email, tell us your thoughts about Tales of the Jedi, ask us questions or anything like that. We will answer it on the podcast itself. And you can follow us as well on Twitter and Instagram at Alstone Film Pod. Yes, go and see Jedi, uh, Jedi Tales of Jedi. I was about to say Jedi Fallen Order, but yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> I but, mean, hey, uh... you should play Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, it's a great game. I would really like to do an episode on Jedi Fallen Order. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we we'll have time. See. That that would we be great. Time. But that would be still. Great. When we did the Black Adam episode, so yeah. this is a long time, <laughs> we were just like discussing about Tales of the Jedi and we were just talking about like how Yaddle was speaking perfectly, but Yoda was. At the end of the Zoom call, I accidentally left, but I said <laughs> how high I am. <laughs> and that was it. And then he just left. And that was it. I left. What <laughs> what chat I was. was. I was like, it was, oh, it's I a beautiful moment. I didn't mean to leave. And then you said that. But that was so funny. That it was I, amazing. I like that. That's how we should end it. Different ending. Just say it, and then we'll end the pod like that. Okay. That I think that fits for the uh, <laughs> thing as well. Anyway, <clears throat> take what you're given. Give nothing back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Hi, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> How high we are. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> Tune in for Ant Man next week, you must. <laughs> like, subscribe, and. <laughs> oh, I hate, I hate everything. Else, <laughs> <laughs> Watch The Bad Batch season two. <laughs> Coming out in February. <laughs> it's already I mean, out. I don't know. <laughs> it's been out for like a month. But yes, Yoda. Thank you, Yoda. You've got thank a better Yoda, Yoda voice thank than you. I do. Okay. Thank you. Telling us how high you were. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh yeah. Goodbye. Take care of the impact. Goodbye. Oh no. This is it. This is ah. Uh... Uh... <laughs>